0: Hello everybody and welcome to Father Phonic, the only show on the web where you can listen to two brothers torture their out-of-touch father with modern music. Every week, the brothers Rosilio pick out a new-ish release on their radar and submit it for approval to their dear old Pops. Himself a massive music fan. Will he love it? Will he hate it? Will his ears someday will his ears someday resign in protest? Will I create an intro that's easier to say? That's what the show is all about. I'm Tommy Rosilio. And I'm Jimmy Rosilio. And I'm Anthony Rosilio.
1: So glad to be here with my offspring, Tommy and Jimmy, celebrating this new year with peace and love. Peace and love, as my boy Ringo Starr would say.
0: Offspring was more tame Yeah, I was going to say the same thing.
1: Well, you know... Um, I sort of thought that like progeny sounds a little ridiculous or spawn or whatever. So I just thought Offspring, which is also sort of a lousy punk band too, but mm, that's sort of my personal opinion. You've angered all of the one Offspring
0: fans out there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't like, do you like Offspring? I've never listened. Uh, It's It's just a name that shows up when I go to Wikipedia and say hardcore punk bands. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Jimmy, do you like Offspring? Never. Never listened. He's never even heard of them until this moment. I haven't yes. heard of them. I just figured that they were like, you know, not worth my time, probably.
1: It's sort of 90s probably. all punk, actually produced by Rick Ocasek from The Cars. It's. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, some of oh. the albums I think. Anyway. Anyway. Enough about enough about Offspring, my Offspring, your Offspring, everybody on Offspring. Well, we, did sp-
0: Woo! we did spring yes. off from you. Yeah. That's true. Anyway. Um, but before we get started today, Uh, we have something kind of sad we have to talk about, um, the passing of MF Doom. Yeah, uh, that, that was something that kind of came out of nowhere, although I guess it had already, it already happened like two months before it was announced. So yeah, let's just take a second to talk about the great, um, man, myth and legend himself, one of my favorite artists of all time. And I assume one of Jimmy's as well. And dad likes him too, I, I think. Yeah, Yeah. he definitely, like, completely changed the landscape of alternative and experimental hip-hop. Like, if you look at half of the um, alternative rappers today, you can really see a very clear influence from MF Doom on them. Mm -hmm. You know, he is a legend, so.
1: Yeah, I actually weirdly came to him much earlier than you guys did. In fact, I never pieced it together. So I was a big third base fan. Some people even say I look like the guy from third base. But when he was in, um, you know, when he was in KMD, he was Zeb Love X, put together a verse that was really catchy. Then he was in KMD, really sort of a minor hit in this this record called Peach Fuzz. And then I hate to say, like, my hip hop fell off for a while. And then... Really, just rediscovered him when you guys were younger. In the last like you know eight, ten years, Um, there's a lot of songs that I really like. My favorite's probably favorite song is probably "Vomit Spit." My favorite album is probably "Mad Villainy," even though that's not like just an MF Doom album. Yeah, Um, I don't know what what's your. I think most people count the collaboration albums as part of his main line of work. So you're good there. And Um, even the, the Czar Face meets Metal Face album, I think, is really good. What what's what's name a favorite everybody each you guys
0: name one or two favorites or something album song otherwise it's hard to name an album of his i don't like love i guess the closest he's come to like not being very good is i don't know i feel like some of the like later albums he released like jj J. doom or whatever but even that's just like it's not terrible or anything but what, what did you like my my yeah. I, know, I know i'm just i know I'm trying to think. I'm just. I'm just saying. There's so. There's so little I. I don't love. Right. But, uh, okay. My favorite, if I had to say one, is uh, "Take Me to Your Leader." The the album he put out under his Monster Island Czar name, King Ghidorah. That one is pretty incredible. Um, and it, you know, of course, has some of my favorite songs of his, like Phasers, Fastlane. Um, you know, some of my other favorite songs are, of course, like Rhymes Like Dimes, Deep Fried Friends you know pot holders <laughs> lots of lots of different songs across all the albums I really love I also love um vaudeville villain a lot like that was my favorite for a long the time The Victor Von one Yeah, yeah. That, that's very good That's obviously. a very good like sci-fi sort of concept album Jimmy I actually haven't gone through his discography the whole way through but I'm just going to go basic and say <laughs> mad villainy um, that whole album is solid throughout. And I actually, what's funny is I actually discovered him through um, his collaborations with um, the Avalanches and Gorillaz. Which is, which is funny because with someone who's as good as he is, like independently, you'd expect that that'd just be how I discover him. But you know, he's made tons of good collaborative albums. Yeah, he's featured a lot of stuff. That might have been my first exposure to him too, uh, Frankie Sinatra. Or was it November has come? Yeah, yeah. November has come has been was my like
1: second. Exposure to him because really you know no, it was it was
0: gas fish, right? yeah
1: yeah but I, could, I didn't even know it were the same artist when you until maybe you told me I don't know Tommy or yeah. Jimmy told me I don't remember
0: Jimmy okay Jimmy <laughs> have Gold, you me? have you listened to Black Bastards um,
1: um yes the the second KMD album yeah, yeah. yeah that's I actually
0: really great yeah um, golden hip, golden yeah. age hip hop album so. uh, Peach
1: fuzz is a little
0: it's a little twee as we
1: say in England um, so <laughs> uh, but it's not bad it's like it's a first album right it's something that's like it's all right it's not
0: great anyway yeah he changed his voice changed a lot oh, it's, it's hardly the same person right in this the, yeah. of course the style pretty much all of his albums are amazing i mean assume if you're listening to this podcast you've listened to at least some of his stuff so we don't need to tell you to go listen to him but you know if you haven't checked out like some of his lesser known stuff like "Take Me to Your Leader" definitely,
1: definitely. Yeah. And Czarface versus Metalface, which, yeah, more more recent one. More recent, which is old school, which is more if you if you like an old school hip hop style and you want something that sounds like Jay Z but
0: isn't. Listen to that. Okay. Yeah, I guess I guess um, if you are you are you saying Inspected Deck sounds like Jay Z? He does. Inspected Deck does sound like Jay Z <laughs> a little bit. But anyway, uh, moving on from that, um, r- rest in peace to a legend. Uh, I think we have an album to discuss today. Yeah, today we're discussing Shore by Fleet Foxes. It is the fourth full-length release, and their second done independently. Um, Fleet Foxes is by far the most popular album we've artist we've covered with an acclaimed discography. They are the staple folk sound of the modern era fleet uh, foxes has referred to this album as the happier brother of their last album, crack up. dad give us your hot take
1: well i gotta tell you um no this album was a little hard to explain it doesn't ex- you know it doesn't evoke a strong emotion of the past albums we reviewed either way some of the other ones you're like yeah that or like ooh that what? so <laughs> i would have to say I did enjoy this. It, it was pleasant on the ear. Like it's like you're like, oh, that's that's nice. A- as I listened through it, I-, I think I liked it a little more each time I listened to it. I- but I felt it was a trip through the seasons of the year. It weaved its way through the months, but it feels like fall to me. But it's also one of those things that's complete. It also has a bit of plastic veneer to it. And I'll, I'll tell you why it sounds like a collection of songs that would not be out of place to be heard at a vegan coffee shop or <coughs> a home goods store, like Restoration Hardware, where, in fact, some young 20-something woman wearing Lululemon would say something to the cashier. She'd be like, oh, what is that that's playing? Oh, Fleet Foxes? That's great. <laughs> so it's one of those albums that, you know, it's 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 listenable. It, and it, that's a little bit of a slam against it, I guess, so... Is that hot take? Is that a hot takey enough for you? No, but that no. was a
0: really good uh, comedy seller routine. Uh, I think you'll kill. Uh, <laughs> really, by, uh, <laughs> that,
1: was, that was good. Thank you, thank you. It's very hymn-like, and the harmonies are soothing. I think that they recorded this in the rotunda of some old building somewhere. <laughs> so that's 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 what I think. I didn't love it. It was all right. I think. I think based on facial expressions, I think that I've liked it more than you guys. Maybe because it was so mainstream <laughs> and so inoffensive. You guys probably did, probably didn't have enough heft for you boys. But anyway, um, we'll talk about the songs. And I don't. You know, for me, I know who Fleet Foxes is. As I hear some of the songs that you guys play, and that uh, Mom plays. My what? My beloved wife. Um, she's still alive. The way you say it, I say my beloved wife. It makes it sound like she's not. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I've liked the songs. I've never listened to a full album. I just know the name, right? So it's one of those things where this is the first time I've listened to a full album. And I can't say if it's derivative, if it's repetitive, if it's Rhythmatic Systematic World Control,
0: Magnetic Genetic to Rock Your Soul. I don't know any of those things. Sometimes you mess up. <laughs> Sometimes other people get you hyped up for an album that you probably shouldn't have lobbied hard for a discussion about. That being said, <laughs> I didn't dislike this album. I really liked some of the songs, actually. And it's funny that you said that it was—it reminded you of fall, because I thought it was very summery. First song. But anyway, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> Most no, the whole album is very summery, um, with lyrics like "sunlight look looks better on you" and and the "I'm never gonna die" part of um, part of "Quiet Air," Gioia, Geo- Geo- yeah? whatever, that, however that's pronounced. Yeah those lines like that aren't extremely original it's delivered too genuinely for me to hold it against it it feels more rocky like as in inspired by rock it has more rock style songwriting <laughs> than the last Sorry, one sylvester stallone shows up yeah i think um, i missed that part rocky um it feels more like a rock release in previous ones so there's some progression it's sins aren't that the music is bad just that it isn't much new for this artist. Luckily, Fleet, Fo- Fleet Foxes being Fleet Foxes will never be truly bad, so that's something. It was just, um... Eh? Meh? Huh? It was everything I, exp- I thought it to be, and exactly that. That's an understandable opinion. Now, my iconic opening line for this <laughs> episode. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that Robin Technol, uh, lead singer and lyric assistant artist for... Uh, uh, Fleet Foxes finally had the guts to rewrite the same song uh, 15 times. (laughs) No, that's not entirely what's going on here. But really, my biggest issue with this album was that every song more or less had a similar vibe going on. And I'm not saying that every song sounded the same. That's not what the issue is. There are basically two types of songs going on here. So the first kind of song is basically straight ahead folk pop that's verse chorus verse and uh maybe a build to like a kind of crescendo and then the second kind of song that's on here uh is like sort of spare minimalist Mm -hmm. uh vocal stuff and i found myself gravitating more toward the latter category because i feel like in the folk pop uh, songs there just wasn't enough coming out to grab me everything was not necessarily lost in the mix but there was like sort of a sheen to it all that was that was more like all these these sounds are blending together in a in a kind of a bad way because it was like it was like nothing kind of stuck out or really reached me like there were guitar lines going on and i was like okay this is just a normal guitar line for this sort of song and at first I thought the nice sounding production was a benefit to this album but upon further re-listen i was like but there's not that much detail hidden really within any of these tracks so you have everything that's sounding nice but it's not necessarily coming out and grabbing me and um with every subsequent re-listen i liked it less and less and <laughs> less yeah it, it did not need to be 15 songs long It if i had to sum it up it was a disappointment compared to their past albums because fleet foxes have always been a very ambitious band in terms of their uh strong song structures and stuff like that and this just was so down the middle there was no um ambition at all and there was no sense of dynamics like everything was kind of at the the, you know the same volume the entire song like Sometimes there'd be, like I said, sometimes there'd be a crescendo, but most of the time it was just kind of like mezzo forte. Or if we're talking about the latter category of songs, piano, like it was just either quiet or somewhat loud. That's what I have to say on the on the general. Uh, what should we talk about first? The opener at the beginning of of waiting in waist high water and throughout the whole song. Actually, I thought that I would end up liking this album more than i liked crack up oh um crack up is only like my third favorite release of theirs but as i mentioned with it being sh- uh summery from the beginning strums to the first lyrics it sets the it sets the malaise of summer i i love the f- the female vocals and dreamy quality on this track too and if the more dreamy and qualities and like these new ideas were like used more on the album i think i would have liked a lot more but alas, it just wasn't there.
1: Yeah, I was. So, who was the. It was a female who was the vocalist. Like, it's not the usual lead vocalist, right? In this. Song. Uh, it's one of
0: the other members of the band. Yeah. Um, I don't remember her name, unfortunately. But yeah. she does have a nice voice. Yeah,
1: I really like that. The gentle guitar and the talk of summer and sunlight starts us off plaintively and sort of builds. It's. It, it, this song definitely gives the feeling of summer and in the. In the song structure it's a bit more dreamlike and then it really just goes to the first like it and it, it doesn't really end it sort of floats right on to the second yeah. track right to mm. sunblind i liked it which actually uh, go ahead
0: tommy on the first track i mean i'll i won't cut you off. i have nothing future. okay I, I, so, really yeah I, I wrote down romance question mark and I, I can't even remember what it sounds like so
1: sunblind is my favorite track it's really sort of a interesting track because He's dropping all these names. He talks. He speaks of Eden. And all these people, I really don't know who he's talking about. I'm like, who are all these names? And Simon and Oscar and Richard and Marco, Mary, Terry Lee. That's a, oh, that's a really bad callback to Adamant, which it doesn't matter. It, it, but then the song, it's almost anthemic to me. It, it has that sort of anthemic. But I will, I will get back to something you said, Tommy. When I, wasn't, when I did my comedy intro, which I knew you guys would laugh at, um when I said it does have a plastic vene- it does have a plastic veneer to it right that that's what i get i get that right it's nothing dynamic and or whatever right it's just it has a little bit of a veneer that doesn't that doesn't make you
0: maybe appreciate it as they maybe intended it but I think the first song i think the first song definitely it's not like quite dynamic i guess but i think the first song oh, I, I said the first the second song that de- i know i know i know but the first song definitely it connected with me in the way that most of the album didn't as far as like i don't know i also i guess part of me is just being blinded by the first line the first two lines just somewhere all over maybe it's timing i really just love that line somehow i'm the only one yeah i i on sunblind i like the Theme of this track a lot, um, like you were saying, the lyrics. It's about him sort of moving on and coming to terms with how all these artists he really admired. you know. Was he uh, talking about Jimi Hendrix? I don't mean to cut, like,
1: and he says Jimmy and Otis, but then some of the other ones I
0: wasn't sure he was talking about. I don't mean to yeah, cut you off, but I'm, you, I'm just asking. No, you. no, you're, you're right. Um, He's talking about Jimi Hendrix, and he also references Elliot Smith. Um, David Berman of, of Silver Jews and a couple other bands. Who's Richard Swift? I looked up the lyrics just because I was like, he
1: mentions Richard Swift, but I
0: I forget who Richard Swift. is. I looked up Richard look Swift up and quick. I
1: got like a uh, someone who does uh, you know someone who does nose jobs in Houston. So that you
0: know he's another indie rock singer songwriter who oh, really? passed away in 2018. Okay, yeah. okay. He was in a few different bands and stuff like All right. that. And he also worked with uh what's his name uh fleet foxes a couple times so that's also sort of worth noting there's like there, there's a lot of sonic layers and i like the vocal harmonies um the sort of song kind like a, a, a you know kind of a sunshine pop vibe to it and you know it's it's not that uncommon for a fleet foxes album to have good vocal harmonies like they all have like very intricate layering to the vocals um yeah, it's a bit weird to say that's something I liked, I guess, because like that's just kind of a given. Um, but yeah, let's talk about "Can I Believe You."
1: Yeah, that sort of flows nicely again from the last song, um, and it's it's just it's it's catch. I think it's very catchy. I like the harmonies sort of midway through, even though we say, "Hey, there's always harmonies." In the guitar riff uh, during the chorus, uh, it, like I said, this is a bit. This album is a bit like eating cotton candy. Sort of fluffy and nice, but do you really? You're getting a lot from it. And I was joking. It would be perfectly. It's it, this is another song that's perfectly at home in your favorite, almost sort of hipster place that you go to. Then they're playing this thing, right? You, you would play this, and you would say, "Oh gosh, is this the new
0: Fleet Foxes?" Especially
1: this song, especially is one of those is one of those types of songs.
0: Yeah, I this was my least favorite one. Least and, favorite. Yeah, the chorus of it is just. His vocals on this are just can not believe so... you. His vocals on this whole album bug me to no end because he's never switching it up. And like I said, like there's no dynamics. He's just kind of chanting a giant pop riff here without much else clever going on. And there is clever pop songwriting out there, like one of my favorite bands of all time, who Fleet Foxes are influenced by Beach Boys, right? They're a pop band. They can make great songs. I'm not against pop at all. Like, there's tons of interesting pop coming out today. But this is just so straight ahead, and I I really was not big on it. And the drumming on this whole album is... Well, not this whole album. I'll talk a bit more later about how they switch it up a bit. But the drumming on this album is so, so boring and basic. I, I It's just, like, typical, straightforward rock beats. It's so boring and they do nothing to switch it up the vocals are just way too clean just way too clean i guess i liked the part of it where it strips back a bit but yeah this song is just way too verse chorus verse for me i liked it i thought it was a good song of course as i've already said about this album like you're right about it being straightforward but as far as a straightforward folk rock song one I thought this was good not great of course I did like the the background vocals during the chorus that that was like the main part of the song that stuck with me aside from that and the break and like the little breakdown or it stripped back to just the harmony I, I won't ever say that this album ever presents anything extremely new yeah, which is so disappointing because I feel like on each Fleet Foxes album they did do something new. I mean, they don't need to like break new ground or anything to make a good album, but I don't know. Just something about it was not that compelling for me. I'll talk. A, I know you guys don't have this in, but I I uh, I liked uh, the song
1: Featherweight. It, once again, the harmonies and the lyrics, you know, they sort of get me. And then the the lyrics, I can't tell if it's a personal relationship war or a real war he's talking about. But I I, I did. I did like that song also. you guys, you, if you guys don't have anything on that? That's, I that's do why. have
0: something actually. I really liked the, that keyboard flourish that mm-hmm. comes out of nowhere. It's yeah, yeah. sort of jazzy. Uh, I like that a lot. Um, and you know, I think the lyrics are about him trying to move past the events that happened over the course of the last year. But yeah, with this one, I'm like trying to think back on it. I can't really distinguish it in my mind from all the other ones. Jimmy, do you have anything? No. very sage should we just skip right over to quiet air i don't have any i don't
1: have anything on that one go ahead you guys talk about quiet air i didn't i didn't have that one is that one Uh, like i said by the way both of you guys sort of hit but just so ding 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 you guys both hit the what i thought you would say but it was so easy it's not even fair What was it i said you know that tommy would say tommy would say so boring nothing stands out Uh, Which you you said, and then Jimmy said, so repetitive, which I think you... Which I
0: think you... Did you say so repetitive? I don't think I said repetitive, but I said that that doesn't present anything new. Not quite repetitive. Okay. Jimmy's life is repetitive. Um,
1: Got him. You guys talk about... So you guys talk about this song, because I don't... I think this one sort of blended... There was sort of a middle... Part of this album just yeah. a bit of a trough for me. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Like I once agree. you
0: once you hit song number like five or six, it's it's like okay, where are we going with this, right? Um. But yeah, Quiet Air, uh, G O E A. Is that how you pronounce it? I assume. <laughs> I guess you go first. <laughs> um. I think this is some of the better songwriting on the album, and and uh, as I mentioned, like when I, um brought up the whole general view on it, I love the refrain of um. Uh, with that involves the I'm never gonna die part I think that definitely yeah uh, it continues to embody the whole idea of just a summer where like nothing matters <laughs> I love that it does that and that it heightens the concept of the album while also still being able to have a song that transitions that has a clear transition yeah which they like to do a lot yeah that that's that's why it stood out to me too is that there were very distinct parts for it and you know i just like in general that there's like not that much like crowding the production on this one so you can start with sort of a mysterious ominous tone um with all these bleepy bloop arpeggios coming in and (laughs) out and there's actual tension to this song too which is really nice uh both built from the string section as well as like this one plinky guitar in the background playing the same note over and over so you actually do feel like there's a pretty good build to it and you know i love it when um there's sort of like faded submerged feeling piano in every song um and kind of gave it a watery feeling and i know you guys keep marrying it different seasons but <laughs> i actually thought this album reminded me a lot of spring
1: Gosh, no I'm one is last, the same.
0: We we uh, we very much disagree on this. I I, uh, I I always associate this sort of sound with spring,
1: spring. I I give this with fall. You know, the funny part is he even mentioned something about snow angels in the album. Like, oh, it must be oh, really, it must be winter. I I always think fall. Um, when I think about that, when I, when I think about that sort of Malay, like I know what you're saying on summer Malays, but I think of all of it's the slow descent. From summer to fall into winter, like it's sort of that that gentle leaf falling to the ground.
0: That's what I think. Hmm.
1: It's really crazy
0: that none of us agreed on it. I really thought that that everyone would be like, oh yeah, yeah. It is very like <laughs> Well it did come out in the fall, so maybe Dad I know, I didn't know I didn't know when it no, came but out. You can you can put out a summer album in the fall. But yeah, did it, guess so.
1: everyone did everyone think it reminded them of a season? Not every yeah. album, like
0: not every mm. album reminds you of a season. Well, oh, actually, yeah. most albums. I can attach most albums to a season, probably. What's Koreatown Audible? Um, Koreatown Oddity? Yeah. What's Tricks Point Never? Summer on Mars? No, that's, no, that's <laughs> definitely point. summer. Trick's Point Never Summer? The new one? Yeah, I think it's winter. Really?
1: Yes. No, it has no month. <laughs> I mean, both of you are wrong. It has nothing. It's like, they, it reminds me of nothing.
0: It's the 13th month. Uh, is glumberg yes koreatown oddities definitely summer yes yeah, yeah that one's summer for sure like, but that's a more cheery summer summer in like, the city i think yes
1: yeah yeah um yeah i don't i don't associate every not every album i can't put that on every album but this one definitely has a seasonal feel to it but yeah well i drink my pumpkin spice latte <laughs> <laughs>
0: one of tricks playing like now is a spring album i don't know we're just gonna keep going back and forth yes. forever <laughs> um, what were you saying about this song i was just gonna take us into the next song oh i do have one more thing to say i, I like like the the vocals all sort of built on each other to this climax and then die away um and then there's like a nice really call and response uh part of the end between the left and the right tra- the, uh, tracks um you know the devil walk by thing, and you know I like like that. There's a lot of good ideas going on here. So like, I like I want to make this clear. I don't hate this album at all. It's just I might not like it, but like there are there are good ideas. Shore is another example of a good i of good ideas for me. Um, I thought I I was listening to Shore, and I was and I thought, well, this is kind of what I wish this album was more of for, for yeah. the Foxes, because. I don't maybe I'm forgetting some songs, but they don't often have only piano with yeah. them. And I liked to hear them in new contexts. Like like I did the dreamier textures in um in Waiting in Waste High Water. I also thought I also liked the sense at the beginning of of Jara. Um mm-hmm. but then that just turned into more of the same for me. But I wish that it was more Fleet Foxes. This album was more Fleet Foxes sound in different contexts because I think too often it's just it's just folk singing, folkies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I know. Over just over strumming. It's in, um, like sort of indie pop, like sort of inoffensive in indie pop. That's what this is. Yeah. In, like folk, folk indie. I don't want to. I don't want to say like it's not genuine, but even like the lyrics on this, I read them over when I was listening to this album one time, and I was like. This isn't affecting me that much, like even the message of it. I don't know. But yeah, I really like the last song too. The last two songs were probably my two favorite on the album.
1: Yeah, piano, I, I like, sure, the piano, and, you know, it's so gentle and soothing at the beginning. Um, and overall, it's just piano and drum, drums with, with some with some horn flourishes and, and the vocal double tracking. I, I like that. Uh, a lot of the mm-hmm. song
0: yeah it's... i think this song definitely unravels in like the second half and here's more of my me preparing for everybody to agree with me but it unravels like when i look back at all of the nothing that i did over a summer break you know yeah. like summer like it's coming to a close i'm looking back and i was like yeah well it was fine but what all did i do and like just realizing so much that like so much didn't happen I guess, yeah.
1: Probably the highlight of your summer really is discarding those crickets with me, but that's another whole song. It's for another time. I was going to say, hopefully no
0: song reminds me of that. (laughs) I was going to say Jimmy made some great leaping achievements in Madden, but crickets were also a highlight so it, it was true uh jokes on you i don't even play madden anymore so you know to go
1: i'm sorry did we all talk about oh
0: I, I i did want to say a couple more things um i did like the uh, different aquatic samples in the background they have found sounds on their other albums and i was i was like where where are where is it across this whole album and it finally came in like the very last track um their use of like you know like real life sounds in the background of songs and it was the one song where i felt like i was really in somebody's headspace and it reminded me a lot um the song in general reminded me a lot of this one um animal collective song from the water curses ep Eyeing," which is also like a very laid-back piano piece with a lot of bubbling noises and you know i liked the build to the song i like the warped and reverse sounds in the background as well and the skittish jazzy cymbal work that helped yeah yeah so it was uh, that song was actually pretty engaging um i felt like there was something going on in it that the rest of the album lacked. like the conclusion i I came to on this album was maybe i would have liked this more as an ep because it definitely had flashes of uh, where it connected with me but as a whole 15 songs i just don't think I think there was plenty I could have cut, and there's plenty that my mind has already cut. I just think if it were just the flashes, where they really, where they where they chose different interesting instrumentation choices. Yeah. Well, it didn't even have to be an EP. It could have just been like ten tracks, really. Yeah,
1: fifteen. Like I said, that's where I sort of looped out. One, one... even though it was
0: only fifty four minutes, it wasn't like fifteen songs in like an hour and eleven. But it could have been eight, ten songs,
1: not nine songs. would be fine. That's that's still called an album. Yeah, I know. So yeah, we know. We know. We so, can do the math. Oh God, it's five to five, carry the five with the three. There with are the two. some
0: albums that are twenty-four minutes. I know,
1: like that string of Kanye albums. Aren't they all twenty-four minutes or something like that? One song I want to point out because I think you guys want me to say this, so I will. Mm-hmm. Going to the Sun Road, I like that song. Also, is a twelfth track. It's very, it's orchestral pop and had a very. Pet sounds, smile sound to it. Did, did anyone think I was gonna say Beach Boys? No, because i do not, not too this easy. Yes. Yeah. Mm. The harmonies, the lilting vocals, the vocal tones, and last but not least, some harpsichord thrown in. And I really oh, yeah. don't like the harpsichord. The harpsichord is always a good touch. You're I, wrong. Sometimes I hate the harps. I have a certain, I. I have a certain uh, thing about the harpsichord. It reminds me of someone with a powdered wig wiggling his fingers back and forth, listening to someone playing the harpsichord oh in the 17th God. century. He's so wrong. I don't love the harpsichord he, as an interesting.
0: Listeners, you can't see this right now, but the way dad is miming it, it's like he's playing the harp. Yes, but I'm like... But the harp is nothing like No, that. no, but that's what old... Like
1: if you watch someone from the 1700s in a movie, not on film... They're like they're they're like listening to the harpsichord and they're like eh, they're like moving their fingers around. It, it's it doesn't come through. It's it's as if they're possessed. It's like oh, they're <laughs> enjoying it and they're wiggling their fingers. It's the <laughs> I hate it. No, I, but the the harp is, is nice here, right? It, it, it's nice here, but I it is nice here. And the only other place I like it is uh, "Come On to My House" by Rosemary Clooney. If you're familiar, <laughs> Are you familiar sure. with
0: that song? I'm not. I'm not an elderly person. Oh. Never mind. Forget it. <laughs> <Really>? No. On, <laughs> on to ratings, and then um, um, failed. Final thoughts as well, I guess. Oh um, yeah. Final thoughts, and rating. I was fine with it. It was harmless.
1: It was fine. It wasn't strong emotion. I would. I mean, I'd listen to it again. I don't know how much. I may forget. These are the type of songs I may
0: forget very quickly. I, I, I can't even remember them now. I don't even know if I would put one of them on a playlist. I didn't like like any of them, like you know, on the app of, of Spotify. I didn't add any of them to like my giant thousand song playlist or whatever of every song I, I enjoy from the sure. album. You sure. know, yeah, listening to this album made me kind of regret some of the comments I threw at Proto martyr last time because like maybe that album's a bit samey but I can at least distinguish those songs in my mind a bit. And I'm coming down too hard. I didn't hate this album. Like, there are good ideas on every track. Like, I love the reverb, harp, score, and going to the sunrode. I like the Spanish at the end as well. And, you know, I liked um, the vocal experimentation at the beginning of Jara, uh, where the female notes sort of bounce around, and they reincorporate it back into the track a few times. And the only song that's even kind of catchy, I guess, like, if we're going to evaluate this as, like, a pure pop album, the only song that was even kind of catchy is Young Man's Game. You're wrong. That's and right. how dare you. <laughs> I built you. I made you what you are. <laughs> you you built me up. I'm the oh. star of this show. What, what, what would you say is the catchiest? Can I Believe You? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and the thing is that Young Man's Game was for me what um, I Can mean, I Believe You was for you. Yeah, I don't even oh, remember. Just, I like, didn't I remember Young Man's Game. I thought, remember. I young it. Man's Game was, was too, like, goofy of a hook i mean i don't like the song but it is was the <laughs> catchiest that was the only thing that really stood out to me about it um, it was it was too corny though lyrically all i liked uh you know individual music ideas it's it's just not that strong and there isn't really much of an overarching narrative either just like an extended exploration the same thoughts and feelings that Pac nold has at this time uh, about america and I wish that the female singer had sang more. She had a really great tone to her voice. So I give this four out of ten foxes. That's lame. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It was just sort of mediocre to me. Dead no, away. but no, I mean the foxes. I'm sorry. There was. I was being uncreative. Go ahead,
1: Jimmy. This better be catchy. This better be whatever out of ten. It better be damn catchy, okay? Okay.
0: <laughs> Tommy. Foxes was lame. Sorry. Jimmy's like, I'm going to give it five fleets out of (laughs) (laughs) ten. I won up you, Tommy. (laughs) This this album was... It was inoffensive. (laughs) And I have forgotten a lot of the songs. In fact, when I finished it, I was like, I need to put the songs I did like into playlists quickly. That way I don't forget them. Because unlike you, I do think that there are songs I would... Like in playlists, it's just that I need to act quickly because their time is running out. <laughs> it sounds like it's a sale that's
1: not. That's, there's not going to be any of these tomorrow.
0: I know. It's it's quite sad. Why <laughs> I, like, the- I look back at the album on Spotify and they're all gone. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's like three. Uh, there's three of the
0: of the 15 songs. On. We're gonna pee. We're gonna peeve off so many uh, Flea Foxes <laughs> fans. I'm yeah. sorry, but still, I, as I said, I didn't like this album. I didn't dislike it. I'd give it six and a half droopy eyes out of ten. Now, are you, are, wait, 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 wait. Are they sad or are they stoned? What's going on here? They're are they, they're They're exhausted, and <laughs> tired. Uh, okay. What's their average rating then? Well, I didn't give my rating oh, yet. Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize. I'm
1: sorry. Well, this album, I had said previously that it actually grew on me some, but there is... There is a sameness to it. There is a repetitiveness to it, but I would say that I give it six and a half soy lattes out of ten. So four,
0: six and a half, six and a half. I love that this time, Dad takes out his ire on hipsters. Last time it was communists. Now <laughs> no, uh, uh, last time now, it was the working class. Sorry, the last right
1: time it was the working class, and now my ire is on young, young hipsters. I didn't talk about any hipster males, you know, with yeah. their beards, in their <laughs> filament light bulbs, and their small batch whiskey. I didn't talk about them. All, all those people have gentrified <laughs> the Williams, the ones who have gentrified Brooklyn, Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Don't go to Williamsburg.
0: Six and a half out of ten. Um, so that's an average of like what six or five point nine or well, something. Well, our our average is five point six, and fittingly. 5.6 repeating. Yes. Oh, There you then, go. Then. There you go. Jimmy's got the head map. No, what did you, you think we were going to say that we didn't say? Or Well, I went for Dad. I kind of went. I, I didn't go that creative. I didn't go the direction I should have because I would have been more correct if I went with the other option I was thinking of. I put Simon and Garfunkel because oh my mom God. talks about you know what? As if they're Simon and Garfunkel, but I, I, I knew it was probably a bit too easy. I almost
1: said Simon and Garfunkel, mentioned, but I'm like, no, that'd be something more mom would say because I was never a Simon Garfunkel fan,
0: more of a Garfunkel fan.
1: No, no one was a Garfunkel fan. But anyway, no, not not Simon Garfunkel for me. Yeah, any-
0: I was thinking of say of uh, saying that you'd use the word church bells, <laughs> that you you use that phrase in your in your um opening um rambling about it where said describing in some goofy way I thought you I you say either popes or church bells at one point <laughs> I um, said I went rotunda you went, you went rotunda um, and for Tommy I thought I could catch you just using something like a goofy phrase <laughs> I used a real drag <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> hey man.
1: It's a real drag. Well oh, yeah. I take
0: a real drag on a cigarette. No, um <laughs> hey, hey man.
1: <laughs> the fuzz are here. This is a drag. I couldn't think of
0: anything for you, Jimmy. I was gonna oh. do like a more contemporary and folk artist, but then I was like, well either they don't really sound like the, the flea foxes also score. as I said fleet foxes is like already the staple of what yeah on of the, it sounds so flea foxes so oh, you had yeah. nothing for us or I thought you wouldn't know about them but no I had something for Dang. you dad and I'm actually really surprised that you didn't mention Cat it? Stevens or Yusuf
1: oh you know I. it's just like mom those Simon Garfunkel and Cat Stevens like those those 70s folk rockers that wasn't my bag of choice I guess not <laughs> those cats and no pun intended, those cats weren't really my drum, you know what I mean? It just wasn't What were your thing.
0: predictions? Oh, the... I said,
1: the boor, the repet- one person was going to say it was boring, one person was going to say it was repetitive, that, okay. that's what I was, that's what I, those were, those were mine, so.
0: Hey, Tommy here with a quick addendum. So I checked back through the tapes and n- n- no point did Jimmy or I ever say any of Dad's guesses, so he gets no points! None!
1: Anyway. Is this the time where we cue the outro music?
0: Yes. Alright. Love you. All I right. think it's more fun. I find it more fun. And maybe the easier thing to do is to just guess what what like jokes people are gonna say. You know? Yeah, I think maybe. that might be the element. Yeah. I don't know. Well we can do both. Yeah. Whenever one occurs to us of, of both kinds, you know? Yeah. yeah. So sure. yeah. Anyway, now the outro music will start. We love you. We hate you. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Peace and love, peace and love, peace and love. Bye. Bye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.